0: Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors.
1: If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you.
0: Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass.
1: On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats.
0: The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of How Did We Not Know That, but more importantly, season three! Yay! Yay. We're finally here! (laughs) Yeah, it's been so long. I genuinely felt a little lost without the podcast i miss it so much
1: (laughs) it really has felt like longer than three weeks
0: no it really has and it's also going to be our one year anniversary that's right by the time this episode is up yeah because we launched like may 6th of last year wow it's already been a year i know can you believe
1: it time flies anyways
0: as a treat for you guys sticking with us for the past year and season three we are doing the long
1: awaited
0: (laughs) topic we we actually mentioned this topic in our very
1: first episode yeah so it's been it only took us a year (laughs) yeah it literally took me a year to finish the research but (laughs) um yeah today we are finally talking about the spanish-american war we're going to cover everything from Puerto Rico, Cuba, Guam, the Philippines. We got it all today. So, for those of you who have listened to us since episode 1, it's finally happening. So, get get hyped. <laughs> All right, Nat. Just take it away. Yeah. It's all you. All right. So, Spanish-American War. So, beginning in 1492, Spain was the first European nation to sail westward towards the Atlantic Ocean and colonize the nations of the Western Hemisphere. So, at the height of the Spanish Empire, Spain's territory extended from Virginia on the eastern coast of the U.S., all the way south to Tierra del Fuego at the tip of South America. Although this excludes Brazil. And then (laughs) westward to California and even Alaska. And additionally, it had island territories throughout the Pacific, including the Philippines. Um, However, by 1825, Spain had lost most of its territory and its empire had fallen into other hands. So... The Spanish American War, so this kind of like sets the stage. So Spain used to be this huge colonial power, and then now by the early 1800s, it's like not as strong and it's lost most of its territory. The Spanish American War originated actually in Cuba's struggle for independence from Spain. So this began in February 1895. So Spain. Yeah, so Cuba was a Spanish colony and they wanted to become independent. Spain had used brutal repressive measures to stop the revolution, um, including putting many Cubans in concentration camps in order to isolate the rebels. And so American, yeah, American newspapers started covering like Cuba, Cuban... The Cuban Revolution and Cuba's mm-hmm. fight for independence. Um, but actually, like, these newspapers really started to sensationalize the events and kind of, they kind of... Uh, they exacerbated it a yeah, little bit? Yeah, yeah, like, they exaggerated I, uh, <laughs> they, I
0: remember vaguely, didn't a newspaper print something, like, uh, remember the Maine to hell yeah. with Spain? Cause yeah. Something. Someone's ship got bombed or something. No, I think a ship exploded, but it wasn't the Spanish. But they media just acted like the Spanish did it to help exacerbate tensions between the U.S. and Spain.
1: Yeah. No, that's actually that's exactly correct. So, so basically, yeah. Before I get into the USS Maine, yeah, that's basically what happens, but. <laughs> um <laughs> So we they call they end up calling this like exaggerated news. They call this yellow journalism. And so yellow journalism is like the original fake news. Um so they're already like exaggerating what's going on in Cuba and then so the US sends a ship to Cuba in order to like help in order to protect the US citizens in Cuba and also just like US property and assets. And this ship is called the USS Maine. And for some reason, the USS Maine sinks in the Havana Harbor in February 1898. And still today, like, the cause is not entirely known. Like, it's still kind of unexplained why it sunk. Um, but basically, yeah, as soon as this happens, the U S. Like Americans start freaking out, and yes, remember the main to hell with Spain, um, and people just are so angry, and newspapers are just going crazy with everything going on there. Um, so at first, so at the time, the president is U.S. President William McKinley, so complete full circle since our first episode, so exciting. Um, yeah, so wow. at first, he was opposed to war with Spain. But then Americans are going crazy. Like we want to go to war. And so. On April 9th. Spain was like. You know what we're going to sign an armistice. With the Cuban rebels. And we're going to like. Try to set up an agreement. Where you guys will eventually. Like gain more. Like limited powers of self-government. But then Americans were so invested. In Cuba's like, independence. That they were like. The US Cong- Congress soon drafted resolutions that declared Cuba's right to independence and they like de- demanded the withdrawal of Spain's armed forces and Congress even authorized the use of force by President McKinley. So like Spain was like, "We'll come to a settlement," but the Americans were like, "No, it's not good enough. Like Cuba should be independent." Um so mm-hmm. Spain is not happy with like how much the US is getting involved. In their territories. And so on April 24th, 1898, Spain declares war on the U.S. And the next day, the U.S. declares war on Spain. So now the Spanish-American War has begun. Wow. <laughs> but, like, the war itself is really not that exciting. It's pretty much one-sided because Spain was not prepared for, like, an overseas war. Like, they were just really caught off guard the US decides to go towards the Philippines um because again Spain has so many colonies around the world so on May 1st 1898 commodore George Dewey leads a US naval squ- squadron into Manila Bay in the Philippines and they <laughs> they just like completely annihilate all the Spanish fleet so they pretty much destroy the entire Spanish fleet within 2 hours and then they take a break. Wait, two hours? Yeah, what? so like two hours in, like, Spain is pretty much, like, defeated. So, but after two hours, they decide to, like, pause, take a quick break in order to order like a second breakfast for the crew, and then they return <laughs> Oh man. and just, like, yeah, the Spain is defeated within hours. <laughs> um, So this is known as, like, the That's Battle really of Manila Bay. So, in total... Mm. Fewer than 10 American seamen were lost, while Spain lost over 270. Um, so then by August of that year, Manila was completely occupied by U.S. troops. And so now we're going to switch to Puerto Rico. So, okay, so Philippines is captured by the U.S. and then Puerto Rico it's super quick just you the U.S. meets like very little resistance there's only seven deaths total and they're able to secure the island by mid-August so another checkbox so we have Puerto Rico and the Philippines. Okay I just have a quick question Mm. while we are defeating the Spanish
0: in their territories are we claiming the territory?
1: Yeah so we'll get to that like after the war because yeah again in this episode like yeah, I'm mostly focusing on what happens after the wars. Um mm. so yeah, we're just going I figured, because if it was just the war, I was like, Oh, yeah, it's like... kinda going quick. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Okay, the end. No, yeah. Like the war itself is not gonna be the meat of this episode. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, this next part is like actually one of my favorite stories ever um <laughs> and if you guys listen to my mini series on U.S. territories in season oh my gosh was that season one, one. it wow. was season one yeah, yeah season one um I did an episode about Guam so I'm just gonna give like a quick refresher because I did cover this in that so go check it out if you want to hear more but um the U.S really wasn't that interested in taking Guam. Like, it was a Spanish territory, so they're, like, might as well. And they're also, like, if we want to, like, seize the Philippines, we're going to need to take this small island that's on the way towards the Philippines. So in June 1898, the U.S. sends a ship in order to capture the island. And so they get there, and they throw up their flags, like, the American flags to, like, Send a signal, a warning signal to the the Spanish, and they're like super confused because they were expecting the Spanish troops to like retaliate with violence and like just react in like a warlike manner. But nothing happens. They're just sitting there, <laughs> and then just a couple of hours later, a Spanish boat like comes up to the ship, and they're like, "Oh, so sorry for not responding. Like, they thought this was just a polite." Greeting from the Americans, and the Americans are like, What the heck? Why? Are-? Oh, the Spanish wow. had been the Spanish who were stationed on the remote island of Guam didn't know that they were two months into the Spanish American War, so they literally just did not know they were at war with the U.S. Oh, <laughs> so, wow, how would you know though? Don't you need a
0: letter? Doesn't yeah, and it's still communicate, okay? Yeah,
1: and like Guam is in the Pacific, it's very far from Spain and the US, so they they're just very secluded. So Wow. They didn't know That's honestly so funny though. It's so funny. They're like, <laughs> oh, Hello. <sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Americans are like, Hello, we're here to fight you and like Spain Spain is like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so once they like realize that they were enemies, the Americans give them a letter to give to the Spanish governor of Guam. And they tell them that they have 30 minutes to surrender. And so the Spanish are just like, okay, I guess. <laughs> so they just wow. surrender. And the island of Guam is handed over to the U.S. But it's wild because the Americans only stayed in Guam for about like 24 to 36 hours. They didn't leave any Americans in charge of the island. And like they even brought back like the flag that they had put down. Like they raised a US flag <laughs> and they're like, This is America and then they like wrap it up and take it back. Oh my um, goodness. This is the funniest
0: war. Right? Um, war's not funny, but no, yeah. this is just silly. It's silly to hear how fast this all happens.
1: Yeah, it's actually crazy. And so yeah, I really appreciate that story. Um and so yeah, so now okay, just checkbox. We have Philippines, Puerto Rico, and now Guam. Finally Cuba, because that's where this all started. Um so, in Cuba, U.S. Army members land on the east coast of Santiago. And so, okay, Jack, have you ever heard of, like, the Rough Riders? The Rough Riders, Okay. No. I feel like I... There's so many, like, little, like, things we did about it in history class, like, in high school, like, the Rough Riders, because it's just, like, a group of men, U.S. Army men. Um, One of them is Theodore Roosevelt, and so they, like, storm the coast of Santiago, Um, and they're like, hey, we're here, uh, but, yeah, like, Theodore Roosevelt and the other Rough Riders, like, the other army men, like, their story is very much, like, uh, like, it's, it's, like, retold so many times, and they're like, wow, they were so brave and so manly, and they came in and fought so valiantly, and so then, like, later when Theodore Roosevelt becomes, like, president, this is, like, Um, super important for his campaign and his image. He's like, yeah, I went to Cuba and I fought on horseback. Um, And so, yeah, um, I just remember hearing about Rough Riders a lot. And this is where they like get their name. But anyway, so yeah, they slowly advance into the city. They try to force Spain's fleet out of the harbor. And again, U.S. just easily defeats um, Spain's naval squadron. And on July 17th, Eighteen ninety eight, Spain surrenders to the U S, and it ends a very brief but momentous war. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, because it literally it went. Yeah, it went from April to July of the same year, so it's super
0: short. I'm curious as to how Spain held their colonial empire so long, when. It sounds like they weren't very prepared. for anyone
1: they had been like, oh yeah, for sure. Sorry, I was just gonna say like they had been slowly like losing their territories to other nations, and so it was just kind of like one by one, like one territory Hmm. would get taken away, and then they're like, oh, we don't, we're not powerful enough to maintain it, and yeah, like if you think about it, like they had colonies all over the world, and then we just came and quickly. Captain. Right,
0: like all of South America, right? Most of it yeah. besides Brazil was also colonized by the Spanish. Yeah. So I'm just
1: impressed or curious <laughs> as to how they About did why. that. I really don't mm. know the details of like why they became so weak and like what are the reasons mm-hmm. like why. I it wonder was if so something's easy. going
0: on in Spain, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think their domestic affairs are, like, not super great at the moment, which I'll kind of get into later, but I don't know too much about Mm. that. Um, No, it's okay. But yes, so on December 10th of 1898, the same year, the Treaty of Paris is signed, and so Spain renounces all claims to Cuba, and they cede Guam and Puerto Rico to the U.S. They give it to the U.S., and they transfer sovereignty over the Philippines to the U.S. for 20 million dollars. So this is like kind of confusing because it's like a bunch of like different words. I don't know. Um, so basically, so Cuba is granted full independence. Like Cuba is an independent nation. And this is kind of, I'm not going to cover much about Cuba after this just because there's so much else. Um, That could be another episode. But yeah, so Cuba is independent. Um, Guam and Puerto Rico are given to the U.S., Basically, when the US won the war, um, it made Guam an official US territory. So, to this day, like Guamanians are US citizens by birth. However, they can't vote for president and they have no voting representatives in Congress. And again, you could learn more about that in my mini-sode. Um, <laughs> and then, so Puerto Rico is also ceded to the US. So after the Treaty of Paris is signed, the US formalizes its authority over the 1 million inhabitants of the island. In the first 3 decades of its rule, the government made like many efforts to americanize Puerto Rico, including granting full citizenship to Puerto Ricans in 1917. They also at one point considered a measure that would make official uh, that it would make English its official language, but that doesn't go through. However, later in the 1930s, a nationalist movement within Puerto Rico, led by the Popular Democratic Party, won wide support across the island, and further U.S. assimilation was opposed. So, in the 1930s, that's when they start clashing. Um, In 1948, Puerto Ricans were allowed to elect their own governor for the first time, and then in 1952, the U.S. Congress approved a new Puerto Rican constitution that made the island an autonomous U.S. commonwealth with its citizens retaining U.S. citizenship. So it's a lot of, like, complicated terminology and, like, very careful wording. Um. Yeah. Are Puerto Ricans allowed to vote in the U.S. elections? They are not allowed to vote for a U.S. president, but they have their oh. own, like, they have the, they could vote for their own governors. They have a non-voting representative in Congress. Um, and so actually, like that's a good transition because movements for Puerto Rican statehood, along with lesser movements for Puerto Rican independence, have been like gaining a lot of supporters um, on the island, especially recently. So since 1967, there have been six non-binding referendums on changing Puerto Rico's status. So statehood has won the last three referendums, uh, including one on election day, 2020. 52.5 percent of Puerto Ricans voted to um, become a state. But again, like it's just saying like, "Do you want this?" Like nothing really comes out <laughs> of it." It's just like kind of yeah. a, yeah, an opinion poll. So, like, this is really exciting because in April of 2021, so within, like, the last few weeks, the House of Representatives has heard testimonies for two different bills. So the first one is called Puerto Rico Statehood Admission Act, and the second is Puerto Rico Self-Determination Act. So the first one, the Statehood Admission Act, it's pretty much, like, a final and binding up or down vote on statehood. So Congress would vote like should we let puerto rico become a a state and it's like yes or no the second one is a bit different basically delegates would be appointed like puerto rican delegates would be appointed and they would consider either quote statehood independence free association or any option other than the current territorial argument unquote so basically it's like where congress is giving puerto ricans the power to decide what Do you want to do like? Do you want to be independent? Mm -hmm. Do you want statehood? Um, And so Puerto Ricans are still like fairly divided on the issue. I think the majority are leaning towards statehood. There are still some people that want independence, but we'll see what comes out of this. Like it's really exciting. Um, It's like it's a very complicated issue Um, right now. I don't know if people have been following the news, but like there are also like there's also a bill being debated about DC making Washington DC the 51st state so like that's exciting yeah. but like in my opinion I feel like that'll be a lot easier to pass than Puerto Rican statehood um yeah I agree because yeah. uh, even when they had the hurricane right, yeah.
0: people didn't realize Puerto Rico was like Puerto Ricans was, are American yeah. citizens
1: as well yeah like they're um. American citizens but yeah after that hurricane it was obvious that they're not receiving the same support as other Americans um I don't know what the benefit of statehood is well they could they would be able to vote for president and then vote have like a member of congress that can vote on laws so like right now you're not allowed like you are affected by all the policies that the presidential like the president. Implements, but like you don't have a say over who your president is. Yeah, um, you don't have representation. And then I think it has to do with funding. Um, yeah, and just like being represented. Because, yeah, like after the hurricane, Puerto Rico really didn't receive a lot of support at all um, right. from the Do US. you know
0: what the con is to receiving statehood? Because you said the Puerto Ricans seem to still be divided on the issue. So, what is the reason for not seeking statehood?
1: Um, I don't know, like, exactly, but I know, like, there are movements for independence. So, like, some people just, like, want to be their own country. They're like, if we oh. agree to statehood, then it's kind of giving up. Like, your, like, independence would be almost, like, impossible after that. Right, um, okay. So I think there are some people that are still holding on to, like, oh, should we just become an independent nation? But then other people are like, We're already, like, we, (laughs) I don't know, if we join the U.S., if we become a state, it seems a lot more stable and, like, maybe just be, yeah, like, more beneficial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, I think the status of Puerto Rico needs to be looked at, reviewed, and revised. Um. I think it's really important, too, that in this decision, like Puerto Rico should be, Puerto Ricans should be the one to decide what they want to become, how they want to change its status. So, yeah, so, yeah. so I guess we'll have to keep our eye out for that. That's exciting. Exciting news. Yeah. Exciting news. This has been an
0: episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media at HDWNKT and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, check out our website at HDWNKT.com to find all of our show notes and study guides for each episode.
1: You can help us improve the quality of the podcast by becoming a history hero
0: through our Patreon. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week.